With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's my nerd world. Welcome to it. Depeche Mode, the podcast. On this very special day and a very special episode, the Memento Mori tour got started last night. I'll have spoilers about last night's show to talk about. And, of course, the release of the album, Memento Mori, finally. Thank you so much for checking out this very special episode. Hello, this is Martin Gore from Depeche Mode. Hi, this is Dave Garn from Depeche Mode, and you are listening to My Nerd World. Got to thank Tokyo Skyline and Jason once again for the intro here on My Nerd World, Depeche Mode, the podcast. I'm your host, John Justice. If this is your first time listening to the show, thank you so much for checking it out. I hope you will check out the previous 84, 85 some odd episodes. They increased quite a bit this week as I ended up doing a lot more than I expected to do. But the feedback has been amazing. And just thank you so much for um, taking time out of your day and listening to the show. Remember, if you uh, listen on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. Hit the alert button for when new episodes uh, pop up. You can always find out more about My Nerd World and the podcast that I host at MyNerdWorld.net. You can also find my science fiction space opera series, Embark, in, available at that website as well. And uh, Amazon.com, John, J-O-N, uh, Justice. And if you're listening to it via the podcast, be sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to. So, a special day for any Depeche Mode fan when the band releases a new album. I got up this morning, uh, 2.30, with the alarm, and uh, was pleased to open up my iTunes app and to see the album available in its entirety. Now, if you've been listening to the show, you know that I've had the opportunity to uh, listen to the album now for... Um, about a month's time, but I'll tell you that um, getting the getting the official release is obviously still something special. Uh, having listened to the version that I had originally, and then the album, uh, the vinyl rip that had been going ar- uh, around that was leaked earlier this week, uh, to hear the album um, in its you know full quality uh, this morning uh, was still something special. Uh, I listened to it on the drive-in, and as I was making a way, my way around the, the radio station building that I work at, and it timed out like perfectly. From the moment I got in the car, started the album, to the time when I completed my rounds before getting into the studio uh, to sit down and work on my notes for the morning, I had gone through the entire 
um, the entire track list for Memento Mori. And uh, hearing it specifically in the car, uh, which is where I think many of us enjoy listening to Depeche Mode um, the the most, um, did not disappoint. Uh, and there were a few moments where even though I'd heard several of these songs, um, you know, over the course of the past month, they they moved me in a way they hadn't before. And I think that was really just a, a byproduct of having the album um, officially and hearing it in all its fidelity. And it just sounds absolutely spectacular. Uh, the album is um, amazing. I, I, I really do think it's, it's Depeche Mode's best work since... Uh, songs of faith and devotion um i know a lot of people are kind of tracking back to ultra um i feel good i'll be honest and i feel good about the reviews that i did because uh, i'm not gonna lie there was a part of me going man i don't i'm giving my thoughts and you know i get i get excited uh, and um you know have been sharing my excitement about the record how's everybody else gonna feel and thankfully the vast majority of you uh, of you seem to be feeling the same way i do a lot of people putting it you know, after Ultra, which is which is fine. I totally understand that. There have been a few detractors, some of which I will share on the show, some of which I will not. But there are a handful of uh, people out there that are that were disappointed in the album, and unfortunately, taking a really negative stance that I typically don't see within um, the Depeche Mode fandom. It it's not as rampant as what I see within. Um, other fandoms, especially Star Wars, uh, Marvel to a lesser extent, which I don't follow, but specifically Star Wars, where, you know, the negativity runs rampant and people, you know, perpetuate it far too much. Um, I have seen a few uh, posts that are more in line with that, where they're actually sort of sliding fans for liking the album, saying, you're, you know, the akin to you're not a true fan of, Depeche Mode, if you like this record, you're just a part of a cult. And you know what? It's all subjective. Thankfully, I haven't seen a lot of it, so I'll share a little bit with you. But most of what I'm going to share with you is positive. It's funny because as I'm sitting here, um, I actually have a, I have Twitter open. And uh, a friend of the show, Stephanie, uh, just messaged me, Hey, John, everyone is waiting for your podcast. <laughs> yes, I'm in the middle of doing it right now. All right, so um, let's start off here and talk a little bit about opening night of the tour before we get to your listener feedback. No fan spotlight. Um, the fan spotlight is all of you who have written to me um, over the course of the past few days and have been sharing your thoughts about the album and the couple of emails that I've received of those who were actually in Sacramento uh, last night for the start uh, of the tour. But let's go ahead and uh, start there. So I'll run through the uh, the set list. I have watched. Um, I haven't watched the concert in its entirety. Uh, it has been posted online by those who were there that have shot it on their cell phones, and I've sort of done snapshots of all the songs to get a vibe for the uh, performances. And I have to say that personally, from what I've seen so far, I can't wait to see this show. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about the stage here in a moment and my thoughts on what I've uh, witnessed so far, and then we'll get into um, the reviews that I've received, and then the uh, thoughts about the album itself. But last night's uh, tour opener in uh, in Sacramento, uh, the intro uh, was uh, Speak to Me, and I'm assuming um, it was an instrumental version of that. Um, I, I 
caught the beginning of my cosmos is mine, but I'll be honest with you, I did not get a chance to listen to uh, the intro. I maybe heard a few seconds of it, so I'm assuming it was a riff on Speak to Me. Um, Wagging tongue, walking in my shoes, it's no good. Sister of Night, which was an interesting inclusion. Uh, In Your Room, this was the Zephyr mix. Uh, Everything Counts, which I believe was the same version that they did on the Global Spirit Tour. Uh, Precious, uh, Speak to Me, which sounded fantastic. Uh, A Question of Lust, and it was the full version of A Question of Lust, which um, I was really, really pleased to to hear that that was the case. And I did watch a snippet of that as well, and it sounded fantastic. Uh, Then Martin did an acoustic uh, piano version of Soul With Me. Uh, Ghosts Again, which sounded great. I Feel You, um, the remix version that they've been performing live over the course of the past few tours of A Pain That I'm Used To. Uh, World In My Eyes, which was uh, a tribute to uh, Fletch. Uh, Wrong, Stripped, John the Revelator, Enjoy the Silence, and then the encore of uh, Waiting for the Night, Just Can't Get Enough, uh, Never Let Me Down, and uh, Personal Jesus. All in all, it's a solid set list. I personally would have liked to have seen some variation and was really hoping for the inclusion, as Dave had mentioned in an interview during the Berlin uh, press conference um, tour, press tour, of the Sun and the Rain, uh, uh, the, the, the sun and the Rainfall. Perhaps it'll be included later on. So I was a little bit, um, little bit disappointed that that wasn't there. I was also hoping for more tracks from Memento Mori. Now, it's possible they could include uh, some more songs down the line um, in the tour from Memento Mori, uh, especially since last night's uh, crowd hadn't, you know, had a chance to listen to the album unless they had already gotten the uh, the leak. And by the response from uh, the crowd over Soul with Me, it was pretty. It was it was pretty. Uh, obvious that a lot of people were completely unfamiliar with that uh, with that song, so uh, the uh, the leak probably did not get proliferated as much as one might think it uh, did. So perhaps later on in the tour they could swap out some of these songs for um, some more tracks off Memento Mori. And a lot of you have keyed in on the songs that I would like to see on the tour. Um, specifically, uh, people are good. Um, don't say you love me and before we drown. I just would absolutely love to have those live. I was chatting with some friends of mine um, this morning, uh, actually texting in the middle of my uh, in the middle of my radio show um, uh, about the the start of the tour and specifically the set list. And we were discussing this very thing of how many songs would be included from the new album. And I had made a comment that I miss when the band would include the majority of the album on tour, especially going back to uh, Music for the Masses, Violator, uh, World Violation Tour, and the Devotional Tour. But I was also sort of immediately, I immediately kind of reminded myself that, well, we've had quite a few albums since then, and with the release of every album, when they're sticking to a 22-song set list, with every album that gets released the potential for whatever the newest release is to have more tracks goes down with every album. So, you know, back during the Songs of Faith and Devotion, Violator and Music for the Masses time period, and, and, you know, going back from there to, you know, Black Celebration and then before, it was a lot easier to include a majority of the new record. 
Uh, and times were different then as as well. I, I think there was an expectation in terms of the fandom that the band could get away with playing um, a lot more songs off the new record, knowing that the audience would be familiar with those songs. Whereas now, as the fandom has gotten older, there is a larger segment of the concert goers for Depeche Mode that probably are not as familiar with the newer material as you are listening to the podcast. You know, it's the difference between your casual fans and your hardcore fans. And more of your hardcore fans are going to listen to me go blah, blah, blah for 45 minutes about Depeche Mode. Whereas your casual fans going to remember those classic albums and the band can get away with sneaking in a few of the new tracks. But for the most part, they've got to stick to the songs that people know simply to keep the crowd energized. And I completely understand that. All that being said, the set list, in my opinion, is pretty solid. Um, the inclusion of Wrong, John the Revelator, the full version of A Question of Lust, Sister of Night. You know, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, the return of Waiting for the, for the Night, uh, a nice addition there, too. And uh, we'll see what the band does. Unfortunately, they usually pare back the set list as time goes on. At least that's what I seem to recall, is that usually they start off with a larger set list, and that kind of gets narrowed down um, as they remove a few tracks and kind of whittle it down to potentially like a 20 or 21 um, uh, song set list. Uh, I, I seem to recall that happening, that usually the start of the tour, the set list is longer, and they whittle back some 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 tracks. Hopefully that doesn't happen this time around. Um, I'm looking forward to, uh, I can't wait to say looking forward to is an understatement. After seeing what I've seen, I'm looking forward to seeing Depeche Mode in November uh, with my new friend uh, Matthew, who... Uh, I had uh, we did a a set list competition, and uh, we'll uh, we'll share. Uh, the, the Matt emailed me earlier today with the results. I lost by one song. I lost by one song, uh, but he uh, shared with me a, a pretty cool email that I'll uh, that I'll get to here in uh, in listener feedback. The only thing uh, the only thing else I want to mention is the stage presence in and of itself. I'm really enthused about the lighting rig for this tour. Um, that's something that I felt like had been lacking quite a bit, uh, in the earlier years, you know, music for the masses was less on the, less on the visuals, but I really thought that, you know, at the end, when they were using the analog and hand conducting the lights, I felt the light show was better. And of course, devotional and, um, violator were just incredible. And that's not to say the other tours have been bad. They've been good. Um, but I really like the the lighting element of the stage uh, of the stage presentation. And it seems like on this tour from what I watched last night, um, it's top notch. The screen is minimal. One big screen with an M with two smaller screens on the side. Anton's uh, videos seem to be a little bit derivative of what Anton does with the animals, but they still seemed very visually striking. I'm not going to spend a ton of time watching the um, recorded clips. I want to save some of the mystery for when I see them in no in November. We'll see how long I stick uh, I stick to that. But overall, uh, I thought the stage looked 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 good. It was a lot more. It was more. It was more minimal than I expected. Um, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't um, effective. And Dave seemed just as energized as he was on the last tour. And he seems like he's in really good shape, too. I was actually noticing in the video I was watching right before I started the episode. Um, he just his arms just kind of seemed ripped. So he you know, he seems like he's in 
uh, as good a shape as he's been, uh, you know, over the course of the past few tours and uh, just as energetic as well. As always, talkshownerd at gmail.com or leave a comment up on YouTube. All right, listener feedback, and I got a lot of it. First comes from Mark in a single word. He says, hey, John. Hello, Mark. In a single word, brilliant, but to elaborate, everything worked great last night. Lots of excitement coming into the arena, lots of happy faces, just an overall celebration of music. The opening act uh, act finished about 8.15. The house lights went down at 8.48, and the intro to My Cosmos' Mind started. I thought this was noteworthy for the people coming to future shows. Typically, the show would have started at 9, so make a note of that. The stage looked incredible. I'm sure you've seen the YouTube videos now. But a giant M in the back in the back played an interesting role. Uh, I got emotional when they took the stage. The sound was incredible. You had commented about Dave maybe slowing things down. He did not. He was spry, jumping, spinning. It could have been 1988 again. Highlights for me were Sister of Night with Dave on vocals. Uh, they've never done this live. Stripped. Wagging tongue, everything counts, a question of lust, uh, lust which I bet Martin will switch out, uh, waiting for the night. I'm sure the set list will never make everyone 100% happy, but they did their best. I would have loved for another hour, but I'm happy with what we had. Um, I do wonder what songs they might switch out, but as expected, nothing from Spirit or Delta Machine. I think the fans are in for a treat. I'll be at the Vegas show next week. Look forward to seeing what they have for each show. They also debuted Soul With Me and Speak To Me. Those were interesting to hear for the first time. The moment wasn't lost on me. Anyway, I feel grateful to have attended the show. Merchandise was expensive. Yeah, man, I saw that. Shirts were 50 and they were tiered. Like your mediums to extra large were 50 and then your double XLs and up were 55. They were 50 to $70. Hoodies were 95. The tour uh, program was uh, the tour poster was 50 and there was no program to buy. That's disappointing. And I hope that changes. But maybe it's a matter of tour programs just not selling like they used to. I I hope that that's the um that's the case cuz that really um that would bum me out. I, I, I want to have my tour program. Uh, next comes from uh, Matthew. John, the show was amazing last night. Best set list show staging since Violator. It was such an epic night. It really felt like they were going with the spirit of Memento Mori, giving it all they could, uh, making it the best show they could make for their fans and themselves. It was almost like it was almost like if they never did another show that this was it and ending the celebration of Depeche Mode. Um, side note, I think the new song sounded better live than on the album, which is saying a lot. Looking forward to hearing your show. Um, the key question was, you know, did what did Dave say at the end of the show? And apparently he said, see you next time. So what do you know? All right, let's get to some more um, listener feedback. And now we'll dive into your thoughts on the album. Uh, David Theofolt writes, well, here we are with a new album. I think I'm in the minority when I say I love Depeche Mode's newer albums more than their older stuff. I've been a fan since I was 12. I'm now 51, and I think the way this band has evolved is pure magic. Uh, I have never understood how a true Mode fan complains about there being new music and says they want it the way it used to be. You know, it's like that with everything, though. I mean, it, re it really, really is. 
There's a there's a thing in fandoms, and Depeche Mode's not immune to this. There's a thing in fandoms where the new thing is hated until the next thing comes around, and then the thing before is looked on more fondly, and the new thing is hated again. It's just how people are sometimes. Yes, Vintage Mode was fantastic and put them on the map with most of it holding up today. Songs of Faith and Devotion is my favorite album, but I also loved all the rest after that. Could you imagine putting out songs today that sound just like uh, Just Can't Get Enough after Songs of Faith and Devotion? Mode's career would have been over a long time ago. The, now the new album, I effing love it. It's almost perfect with almost every song pure gold. To me, a nine out of twelve are all nine out of twelve are all A's. People are good. Are you kidding me? Fantastic. We all need to appreciate that in 2023, Depeche Mode can still put out an album like this. Is it the last one? Maybe, but the way they evolved again with putting that vintage twist on a modern sound is nothing short of brilliance, and it tells me they still have a lot left in the tank. Thank you for what you do, David. Thank you, David. I appreciate that. Pia writes. Uh, hi, John. Thanks for the great Depeche Mode podcast. Thank you. Uh, my name is Pia from Denmark. Devoted DM fan since 84 when I was 12 years old, and I heard people are people for the first time. Uh, that text made my young, righteousness-seeking mind curious, and I was hooked. Uh, talked with my mom about good, bad people at the time. Attended my first concert in 86, and DM has been a permanent joy in my life since that day in 84. It's 40 years next year. For now, my absolute favorite on Memento Mori is People Are Good. I could have written the lyrics myself if you ask my children. It's with these words that I have brought them up. Remember that there is always a reason why people are the way that they are and tend to do what they do. But never be naive or fooled. I also love the music very much and the fact... And in fact, I'm slowly following, uh, falling in love with the whole album. The album does seem, seem to be... A, it was for me. The album really is a grower. Um... And I'm hearing that from a lot of people. In June, I will take my children to see their first concert in Copenhagen. And in July, my husband and I will attend a concert in Rome, Italy. I'm really looking forward to it. Stay Depeche. Many greetings, Pia. Thank you. Scott writes, I just uh, just only discovered your podcast on DM. Fantastic and you're fantastic. Stop it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I've been a big fan of uh, Depeche Mode since the mid-80s, and the first concert was Black Celebration. Devotional Tour took me to a level like no other. I guess like many other fans. Yep. Um, I'll be honest and say that after that, I couldn't quite fully invest myself in the group. They never grabbed me like they used to. I emigrated from UK to Australia in 2003. I might get pelters for this. Most people had no idea who DM were. Anyhow. Life moved on with family, etc., but I always considered myself a DM fan, and every now and then I would return to DM, but couldn't get in to any albums from this century. Fast forward to September, October of 2022, and I'm busy booking up our dream European holiday for 2023. Then I see DM announce a press conference for the new album and tour. It was a light bulb moment. I watched the announcement like a teenager again, then the concert dates. I'm going to Europe at the same time as Depeche Mode. Right time to... Uh, Time to read uh, and adjust the itinerary. Readjust the itinerary, excuse me. Uh, two tickets uh, to France, uh, if you please. Wow, I'm going to see the greatest live band ever after a 30-year hiatus. Who's coming with me? Not I said my wife. Not I said my 22-year-old son. I'll come with you, Dad, said my 19-year-old son. Now my son is discovering Depeche Mode 
and finding great songs that he'd not heard before. This is this really is a special time as my son and myself eagerly await the album's release tomorrow. Listening to your podcast has helped me get through the wait. So far, I love Ghosts again. Not overly excited for my cosmos. I'm sure there will be some great songs to look forward to. Such exciting times. Um, I'll be listening for sure. Keep up the great work, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Rome Ed. All I can say is, wow. Before we drown, don't say you love me, soul with me. I love them all. Even the weird Caroline's monkey. Uh, so thank you, Rome Ed, for uh, that. Short and sweet. Uh, Michael C. writes, It's Thursday evening here in Perth, Australia, and the album is now out on Spotify. First listen, as always, is best done with headphones in the dark, which is what I've done. I've heard a lot of discussions about the uh, about uh, comparing it to other DM albums, which is entirely natural, but I've come to a conclusion. While it's clearly DM in every way, it also somehow feels unique with the sense of modernity and freshness I haven't felt with other DM albums for a long time. And that's exactly how I felt um, as well. Uh, but I need, uh, but I know I need to keep listening for a stronger opinion. I've also decided now that the best parts of Ghosts, again, is the four seconds of silence before the song starts and the accompanying anticipation. Love hearing the stories from you and fans around the globe and the joy that this band has once again given all of us. Thank you, Michael C. Um, DT Day writes, definitely my favorite since Ultra. I heard it a few weeks back, but it wasn't a fully proper hearing. Now I've listened for a few days, and I'm very impressed. I only don't like one song, and that's Ghosts Again. It's all subjective, man. <laughs> if it wasn't for, or woman, if it wasn't for the fact that I've got a vinyl, I'd skip that one. Maybe it'll grow on me. After all, it took me three years to like Behind the Wheel True Story. <laughs> wow. At least she ended up liking it. That's good. Uh, Barry Debovic writes, Blown away by Memento Mori, my favorite albums in Songs of Faith and Devotion. I actually fell in love with DM after I heard Songs of Faith and Devotion. This is the first album since Ultra, maybe playing The Angel, that I did not um, long for Alan. Production-wise, this is almost as good as Songs of Faith and Devotion. So many prolific tracks. Wow, I'm so happy. James Newman writes, Sonically, it's their best album in the past 20 years. I really love the last six songs a lot. Tool, 46 and 2, hey, I get that reference, says, wow, definitely stands on its own. First listen, and I was, what the blank? Oh, blank, is that an I feel you sample skidding through people are good? I told you. Whole record, stellar. I hope Martin plays Soul With Me, the album version. (laughs) All right. Friend of the show, Chad, writes, I just listened to Memento Mori one time straight through with headphones, and I'm so mixed up on what to think. Immediate thoughts. I love it's back to electronics uh, electronics and synths. Love that it's cohesive, has a solid album feel. Like the way the songs end. Love the echoes and layers and voices. Initial criticism, the songs seem a bit short. I like good intro or outros. Nothing to skip except maybe speak to me. You made me think the ending was going to be cooler than it was. I'm sorry about that. I still think it's pretty awesome. I see why it was picked at the end, since it's a softer mirror to my cosmos's mind. But for a song that is soft and ends cool, Cover Me was way better. I'll have uh, to go listen again. All in all, I love it. I'm uh, So I'm happy to have a really good album when I feared the band had ended. 
All right. Now we've got a couple of uh got a couple of downers and then we'll end on my friend Matthew who uh I got into the uh, the setlist battle with. So first one comes from uh Izo Auditore who writes I feel like I'm living in an alternate dimension. Memento Mori is boring and instantly forgettable mediocrity. Most DM fans are in a cult that will call everything the band releases a masterpiece and genius. It's so cringe. That's what I don't understand. I'm fine with people having an opinion. I I always say it's all subjective. But to then diss other people because they like it. I've only been listening to this album for, it's it's been about a month. I haven't, I mean, it's either been this album or podcast. The only other thing that I've listened to was the single that Churches put out of Over. Because I love Churches. Um, next to Depeche Mode at the moment, because I've got a rotating batch of bands other than Depeche Mode that I like. Uh, and Gunship hasn't put anything out in a while. I really, really love Churches. And uh, so I've been I've been listening to that single. But other than that, I've only been listening to Memento Mori. And that's because I love it, not because I'm in a cult. So, but hey, to each their own. I just wish people wouldn't wouldn't go and diss other individuals just because they love it and you don't. So, uh, Tortured Again writes, have heard every song once or twice and I'm not impressed at all, I must say. Before You Drown is the best for me by far. Wagging Tongue, uh, wagging tongue okay. The rest is nothing I would go back to. Maybe the first DM album I won't buy. Though I will visit the Berlin concert. I wished so much that uh, I would... I wish so much that I would love the new DM album again. Especially after the disappointing spirit. But so far, this isn't any better for me, if not worse. Because all the songs are really short and nearly the same length. Sound-wise, no surprises, no tension at all, like on other albums. Um, M, uh, M mailed with Steve Lyon, Violator Songs of Faith and Devotion, and Recoil, whom I interview for my book on DM Electro and Wave. He said Memento Mori would be quite underwhelm, uh, underwhelming and often like demo style if I cite him here. Well, again, everybody's entitled to their, or is entitled to their opinion. All right, and we'll wrap up on this. Uh, my friend Matthew. So Matthew and I put together uh, his suggestion, uh, whom I'm going to uh, see Depeche Mode with in uh, in in Denver in November. Uh, and if you're going to that show, by the way, I'd love to I'd love to hear from other other fans who are going to see them in uh, in Denver. So he had suggested that uh, we put together um, three set lists. So it was uh, it was a set list of what we expect the set list to be for the Memento Mori tour. And then it was um, the one, the set list we would want to hear within reason. So a reasonable set list that they could put together. We would want to hear. And then a third set list that was like our dream set list of what songs that we would pick if we were to choose them for the, for the band. Um, so the, the, um, the challenge was which one of us would have the most correct songs of the actual set list. What made me laugh is that we both ended up on our dream set list. We both put my joy, which was just a shocker to me that we both picked the songs of faith and devotion B side. That song is awesome. That's why. All right. So Matthew writes this below is the tally from our respective best guesses opening night set list. Please check my math to make sure I added them up correctly. You did. If so, it was a barn burner with me hitting a buzzer beater at the end to pull out the victory. 
John Justice, 15 out of 23. Uh, Matt, 16 out of 23. So let's do the tally again at the midway mark of the tour and go double or nothing. I don't even know. Where, are we betting anything? Because I don't remember that I put up any stakes. I don't think we did. It's all just for bragging rights. As I mentioned, I think they'll change out of several tracks as the tour progresses. And we'll swap out uh, a few more for Memento Mori tracks. Yeah, I hope so. He goes on to say, I mean, omitting before we drown is just unacceptable. And it was penned by three of the four guys on the stage. Come on. Well, I didn't... Um, he goes on to say, well, I didn't find out the gender of any of my children before they were born. I am the guy that checks out the uploaded video of each DM tour stop. Can't help it. I won't spoil it for you. It doesn't matter. I've watched. Other than to say that I like the stage stage arrangement, and there are some very cool moments during the set. Um, he goes on to say, uh, initial thoughts on opening night set list. Good, not great. Better than the last few tours, in my opinion, but still leaves something to be desired. So the good, 23 songs. So I said 22, 23. This goes back to they'll pare this set list down. Um, That's a win no matter the songs played. Full production of A Question of Lust, yes. Stripped top three DM songs for me should be on every set list, every tour until the end of time. Everything counts, top five DM song for me. Always a crowd favorite. World in My Eyes dedicated to Fletch. The Not So Bad. A pain that I'm used to, the JLC remix. They've done this on every tour since playing the Angel, I think. Playing the Angel, they did the original version. And then on Delta Machine, they changed it to the remix. Um, In Your Room, Zephyr Mix. Love the song, but they always play it, and I prefer the album version. And I think... I think they changed it to the album version on the Delta Machine tour. I know one of the recent tours... They did switch it back for one tour to the regular album version, and now they've gone back to the um, the Zephyr mix. Maybe it was the. I'm sure somebody will tell me. Um, yes, I'm old school uh, DM and proud of it. Sister of Night and Waiting for the Night. Love these songs and adding them to the set is uh, likely a result of the newfound kinship between Dave and Martin. Wonderful, interesting, but do we really need both? Along with Speak to Me and Martin's two solo tracks, that's a lot of downtime. Uh, the not-so-ugly, a wrong, not a fave, and certainly not live with such a deep catalog. I'm a little bummed they're playing this one. Um, no Sun in the Rainfall. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. Just can't get enough. I know it's an old-school fave, and my 17-year-old daughter will love it, but I prefer Black Celebration, Fly on the Windscreen, or something from Some Great Reward, which gets no love on this set list. And then Personal Jesus, and this is where he... Really crosses the line. I'm sorry, but it's time for this song to be retired and go bye-bye. If people are people can be retired, so can personal Jesus. Nuke this song and play something else. Sacrilege? Perhaps. But if I I never hear this song again, it will be too soon. (laughs) Rest in peace, personal Jesus. Keep up the great work on the pod. Uh, Thank you, uh, Matthew. Yeah, and your emails are always such a joy to uh, listen to. Uh, I've never said this on the show before, but I'll say it here. Personal Jesus was never one of my favorite Depeche Mode songs. I enjoyed it when it came out. I thought it was cool. But I liked everything else on Violator much more than than Personal Jesus. Uh, it, was ne- it, was, it was never like a massive favorite for, for me. Uh, the most blown away I was by that song was when I heard it for the first time after hearing the 
acoustic version um, on K-Rock, recording it, and then getting used to that one, and then actually hearing the fully produced version with headphones on, and then I was just rocked by how amazing it sounded. Um, but I, I, I don't get me wrong, I like Personal Jesus, but it was just never, like if you asked me to choose between Personal Jesus World in my, if we're going off violator, so if you have a choice, John, between personal Jesus, um, world in my eyes, policy of truth, enjoy the silence. Um, I'll even throw in blue dress. Uh, you know, I'm which one you got to drop? I would drop personal Jesus. Maybe that is sacrilege. I don't know. All right. So I have to stop talking in order to put the show up so that Stephanie in Germany doesn't get upset with me. So that wraps up the shows for this week. That might be a record of podcasts that I've done for an entire week, along with doing my regular show as well. I want to continue to hear from you, though. So if you happen to discover this throughout the week, I will do another show next week unless something major takes place. And maybe I'll pop on. If they end up doing some some radical changes over the course of the next few nights um, on the uh, tour. As a matter of fact, so we've got Los Angeles next, and that'll be on Tuesday. And then we've got, oh, I'm sorry. No, we've got, um, oh, the, I'm looking at the set list here, but they're completely out of order. All right, so we have San Jose coming up uh, tomorrow night on Saturday. And then we go to... Uh, da, 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 da. Vegas, is that right? On the 30th? So next Thursday. No, then we go to Los Angeles on, on the 28th. Okay. And then we go to Vegas. So we'll see. Um, If there's any radical changes to the set list over the course of the next couple of shows, uh, San Jose and uh, in LA, I'll, uh, I'll come back on. Or if I just get inundated with so much email that I need to clear out the listener feedback, I'll pop back on. But either way, there will be another show next week, and I need to just play the outro music and stop talking already. Ha! Right as I'm getting to ready to wrap up, I get a new email. Oh, I'm not even going to read this. I'm not even going to. I'm not going to end on a sour note. No, sorry. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for checking out the episode. Uh, I hope that if you uh, enjoy science fiction, that you will check out my uh, my science fiction series, Embark. MyNerdWorld.net or uh, Amazon.com. You can check out the description there under Embark, John J-O-N Justice. The hero of book one, Taft Guardia, is a massive Depeche Mode fan at, at a time in the future when the music of my lifetime is popular among the characters. And so there's a lot of uh, direct and indirect Depeche Mode references uh, throughout all of the uh, stories. So go on over to Amazon.com, John J-O-N Justice, and search for Embark or MyNerdWorld.net. Have yourself a fantastic weekend. Enjoy listening to Memento Mori. I uh, look forward to hearing from you. And wherever you are, I hope you are happy, you are healthy, and you are safe. Bye.